0: Welcome to Broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com. We're going to go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. In the Bible, there's four Gospels. Matthew, Mark. Luke and John Matthew Mark Luke and John each of them tell the story of Jesus's life a little bit differently they include different details they include uh, really they shed a different light on what's happening and so uh, I love looking through different lenses at the same story and so we're going to look at this and probably the Christmas story you've heard came from Luke chapter 2 Luke chapter 1 Luke chapter 2 you've heard the Christmas story uh, but every gospel account tells it a little bit differently I want you to to just hear how John, the book of John, how he describes this. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This, believe it or not, this is the Christmas story from the book of John. We're we're used to hearing about the wise men and the shepherds and and, uh, the sheep and the cattle and and, uh, in the manger. But this is John's definition, really the most spiritual explanation of the Christmas story, and he describes Jesus as light entering the world. That, that, that's, it's, if you read, read your Bible, you'll find this all throughout the scriptures, that Jesus is referenced as light. He is the light of the world. Jesus is the light. He is the light. He is he is a lighthouse. He is a light to all men. He is the light of our soul. He is a light. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, and I don't know about your, your kids or or whatever, but uh, growing up, I had to get used to, I had to get used to darkness. You know, like my boys, they're getting older, and, uh, but some of them, sometimes they're still afraid of the dark. It's crazy how we get afraid of the the dark. And uh, I remember growing up and, and my dad, he loves Christmas lights. And um, so we'd always go look at Christmas lights. We would always put up Christmas lights. And so, uh, I mean, we would get out there in Washington state in December, weekend after Thanksgiving, we'd start putting up the lights. It's usually raining. It's usually about 40 degrees. So it's just like cold enough to it's cold enough to freeze you but not to snow, so it's just like miserable rain. And, um, and then my dad would be like, all right, we're going to put up Christmas lights. Me and my brother are like, uh, where can we hide, you know, but he wanted to help us to help him, and we finally, eventually got into the spirit of things, and we'd be up there on the roof, I mean, putting up Christmas lights, and our fingers are just shriveled up, it's cold, but I remember so many times with my dad, setting up lights, and so we took our boys, and and uh, we went out looking at some Christmas lights this past week, and we were driving around, and and, um, and, and when we're in the, this couple of these neighborhoods where the lights are going, and uh, up in Highland Park, you know, they got the, the carriages, and all that kind of stuff, so we, we got to let the boys get out of their seats, and Genesis stood up on the console, and he stuck his head out the window, and it's, a, it's super cold out, and we're cold inside, and Jamie's like, okay, it's cold in here, but he's up there. He's like a dog with his head out the window. He's just like at the helm of the ship i mean just like sailing into christmas light paradise and uh, and i feel his face it's freezing cold and he will not come down he is just he will not be he's just looking at the lights looking to the right looking to the left looking at everything it uh, honestly there's something magical about light I mean, we, we look at all kinds of different lights, and, 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 and there's something magical about lights. It, it's crazy, Christmas time, we put Christmas lights up all over the house, and we just put up a bunch of lights, and uh, we, we've got a neighbor that's a little overzealous. You know, you know that neighbor? You know, it's like, is this Christmas or a yard sale? Like, I don't know. Like, you just, you just really got everything out there. I mean, just every holiday, just throw it out there. Every character, every in a movie, just put it out there. It just doesn't matter. Just put a light on and it's fine. Light, light is interesting. I don't know if you know this, but we can't live without light. Light is imperative for us to live. Light, and even the sun, is how we keep time. It's how we know day from night. It's how we mark our calendars. The sun generates heat. It generates energy. It's light. To the world. I was, I, was, I was reading about different facts about light and, and uh, even studying for this week, and, and uh, I came across this, which doesn't really have much to do with the message, but I thought somebody put a lot of time into figuring this out. They said the sun emits enough heat in one second to heat up 3,200 billion hot pockets. That's what those college educations are getting us these days. It's like, I can figure it out, mom. 3,200 billion hot pockets, hot pockets. I mean, like, it's like, what are you, Like what are, we, what are we doing? But light, light is needed. I don't know if you remember uh, back uh, a couple years ago, uh, there was a bunch of miners that got stuck in, in, a, in a cave in, in, in when they were mining in Chile and uh, they were there, and, and uh, they were, they were mining there, they got trapped there, and uh, one of the guys, he really took leadership, I was reading his story this week, and he, he was one of the supervisors, and he said, okay, t- in order to survive, once they heard it was gonna be a while, and I think if I remember right, it was three months they were trapped beneath ground, no, no sunlight, no day, no night, and so this supervisor took it on himself to take care of all of the men, and so they started a strict schedule. Towards the end, their food was so rationed that they were eating a tablespoon of tuna fish every 48 hours. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, just like, it is a, t- so they've got it rationed out. He said, one of, the, one of the observers said that the way that they survived was because of their awareness of day and night. And the way that they recognized day and night was that they would literally use the vehicles that were down in the caverns and they would turn the lights on for day and they would turn it off for night. They said if they would have been in complete darkness, that they would have went insane. That really, darkness, if you're in darkness for a long period of time, it leads to confusion. You ever, you ever had like the lights go out and you know exactly where the light switch is? Right? I mean like you do it every morning. You know, But the lights go out and you're like, all of a sudden you end up on the wrong side of the house. The wrong, because darkness is confusing. It is you know what I think God when he looked at the world he didn't see order he saw chaos he did not see clarity He saw confusion. He did not see a place of light, a place of joy. He saw that hidden in humanity was a chasm of darkness, a dark place that needed a true light, a place hidden in the heart and the soul of mankind that was perpetually dark that needed the light that only Jesus could bring. Christmas, really, it's about Jesus. It is about the light of Jesus coming in to a dark world every gospel writer he tells tells the story a little bit differently. I want you to see this in Matthew. Matthew tells us about the wise men. Now, I mean, for many of us, we think like the wise men, the shepherds. All the characters in the story are in every book. They're not. Every story is written differently because it's written to different audiences. Matthew, he wrote to a Roman audience, and it was imperative for him to be able to show that the wise men, even those who were affluent, even those who had great stature and great learning, still came to bow and to worship to this King Jesus. So Matthew tells us about the shepherds. Mark, he tells us nothing about the birth of Jesus. Mark doesn't even bring it up. He picks up Jesus' life when Jesus meets John the Baptist. And we're like, how did he get here? Come on, Mark. Like, give us some detail. Mark is probably a creative. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, he was there. And then he was here. It's like, well, how did he get there? I don't know. He was a millennial probably. He's like, I don't know, man. He's just here. It's cool. Like, why why, why are you attacking me? Hashtag self-care. Like, I... I'm just writing the story the way I see it. doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's just the way I see it. It's my perspective. Hey, so Mark's just writing. didn't even tell us anything about the birth. But there's a reason that Mark does this. He even says, or a writer commentary says, the omission of any details of the birth of Jesus helps the reader to understand that it is not important where a servant is born or from which family he comes. It is his service that defines him. So it's actually intentional by the writer Mark that he said, I'm not even going to mention where he came from or where he was born because what I want my readers to understand that it's not about your pedigree, it's not about where you were born, it's not about where you were brought up, it's about what you do with the life that you have. And then we go to Luke, and many of us know this Christmas story from the book of Luke, and I know it well because this was our tradition, is before we opened one present. We would read the Christmas story in its entirety. I mean, I'm surprised that my dad didn't, like, go back to some of the prophetic writings and begin to read, like, the book of Isaiah. And it's like, Dad, we're getting a bad taste in our mouth about the Christmas story, all right? Like, I love Jesus. I love the Christmas story. But the presents are right there. And it's not right to put them right there and then read this. It, it, when, I, when I'm on, like listening to a book like on Audible, I love it because I can do it at a speed and a half. When I listen to podcasts, I do it at a speed and a half. I mean, just like rapid fire. You know what I'm saying? Like you can listen to a, a podcast so fast, a book so fast. My dad, he did the opposite. It's like slow-mo. It's like in the gospel of Saint Luke. See how painful that is? It's awful. Imagine the whole Christmas story that way before you could open a present. That's that's how how we did it. Now, Luke is a doctor. All right? Luke was a doctor. Luke probably did not get along very well with Mark. Because Luke tries to give us the most descriptive, chronological, uh, historical uh, pattern of the events that took place in the Christmas story. Luke shows a human savior. This is what Luke shows. Luke shows a human savior. He shows an angel showing up to a woman, Mary. Mary. He describes things that the other Gospels don't describe. He shows that this Savior brings good tidings and liberation, not just to the rich, but to the poor, to the neglected, and to the marginalized. I want you to see that through Matthew, through Mark, through John, each of them communicate to a different audience because a different group of people have to know about this Jesus. We read it as one audience, but originally the writings went to completely different audiences, and the writings that they wrote and the things that they recorded were strategic in opening the hearts of people to the Savior Jesus, that he was not just a baby, but that he was and is the Messiah. And then John shows up, and John says he's probably the, I don't know if he is the most spiritual, but he's definitely acting the most spiritual at this point. Doesn't talk about the manger. Doesn't talk about the shepherds. He just says, in the beginning was the Word. He predates Jesus' birth. He said that in the beginning, not the beginning of Jesus' life, in the beginning of time, which means at creation. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. That means Jesus was with God when he created this is super important. Jesus was with God when he created. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all at creation. It says the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The Word, the word was with God. The Word is, was God. And I want, you, I want to read you this again. It says he was with God in the beginning, in the beginning of creation. Through him all things were made. Through who? Through Jesus. All things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. What John describes as happening is that when Jesus cracked the universe, when he was born from Mary and to Mary and Joseph, he came as light light to a dark world, light to dark hearts, light to a dark government, light to a dark culture. He came as light. Isaiah says it like this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Of those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Now, you have to understand those people living in that time had lived under the law. They had lived under religious duty and legality. And now, all of a sudden, a Savior was born. And what we recognize in Isaiah chapter 9 is verse 6. For to us... A child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And all of those names are wrapped up in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, which is He is Light. He's Light he he's light this is not just like a regular light this is not like a light like a flashlight on your phone this is not like the flashlight that always burns out at your house you know what i'm talking about the one that always it's like i just put batteries in it just always goes out this is a different type of light i want to give you a couple things about this light this light is different than the other light this light will not fade this light doesn't fade with time I know your flashlight with its burnout batteries, it fades. You know it's going down. You can just see the light's getting dimmer and dimmer. It's fading. I think some of us, we think of the power of God that way. That eventually there's going to be enough darkness that it's going to put a demand on the light of God. That the light of God is not going to be powerful enough to overcome the darkness. That the light of God would fade. i got great news for you. The light of God, the light of Jesus, never fades. It was here before he was born in a manger, and it will be here after we leave. The Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. forever. So this light will not fade because of a dark situation or a dark season or a dark chapter. This light will not fade. The darker the night, the brighter the light. You know what most people think? Most people think, like, if if the darkness is, like, dark enough, then the light won't be seen. Let me just put it this way. In, In your own life, when you go through a dark season, you wonder sometimes, maybe it's just me. You go through a dark season, and I wonder, God, do you have the power to turn this thing around? Like, do you really have the ability? This looks dark, this situation looks dark. This, this thing that I'm facing, it looks dark. But do you know that, that the darker the night, the brighter the light? What we think will actually diminish God's light actually accentuates God's light. It illuminates, it strengthens, it maximizes, it makes his light grow. The darker our culture is, the brighter his light will shine. The darker your storm is, the brighter his light will shine. The darker your situation is, the brightest his light will shine. Light is not affected by darkness, but rather affects darkness with its light. Light will not fade. This, this light cannot lose. Oh, this is, this is really good, good news. This light can't lose. I think sometimes, like, we really start thinking, like, I wonder if God's, like, not going to win this one. Like, I think, like, we get on Facebook. I'm just raging on Facebook today. We get on Facebook, and after about three minutes of scrolling, you're like, maybe we are going all, we're just all going to hell. Right? I mean, it's like, everyone has lost their minds. Everyone everyone has lost their mind like it's it's over we really start to wonder did you know that that god's light is not a light that loses you know when we walked in the building this morning and we turned on the lights it, it was it was not what you think it was not like this massive moment of tension where we thought will we have light today or will we not when the light came on the darkness left Like in a second. Like there was not even a a push, not even a pull, not even a challenge, not even a contest. It was just when the light was switched, it came on. This is the light that Jesus is. He is a light that does not lose. When he faces darkness, there is not a contest between him and your challenge, him and your difficulty. It's just him. He is light, and he shines, and he does not lose. I don't know. Is it going to make, I see people get so spiritual about things like, oh, there's a demon behind every bush, and the devil, and the enemy, and all this. You know what you need if you have a lot of darkness? You just need a little bit of light. Yeah. What sounds easier than it actually is. Is it? Is it really, does it, does it really sound like it uh, easier than it actually is? Or maybe, possibly, could it be that it is easier? than what we make it. Most of us, we struggle in our own ability against darkness that we don't have the power to overcome because we're not the light. He's the light. And when we allow him to shine, then there is no darkness that will overcome it. Light never wrestles with darkness. Where light is, darkness cannot be. Psalm 139 verse 12, it says, Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine, even the darkness will not be dark to you. Think about the darkest season of your life, not for very long, this is happy day. Darkest season of your life, even that doesn't seem dark to him. Because even in your place of greatest opposition, God will identify for you opportunity to, the Bible says this, whatever the enemy meant for evil, a dark season, he will turn around and work for good. He will allow his light to shine in it and turn it around. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. And the third one is this. This is my favorite. This light is not prejudiced. Which means this. When the light turned on this morning, it didn't like check to see if it was me or not. It just came on. It didn't check to see like if I had a good weekend, or if it'd been doing well, or if I'm going to be here today and at the Christmas Eve service tomorrow. It didn't check. It just shined. That's what light does. Light doesn't judge. Light only illuminates. And if Jesus is the light of the world, then friend, when he looks at you, he doesn't judge you. He doesn't try to see if you're qualified for light. He only shines, which means he shines on the rich and he shines on the poor. He shines on the righteous and he shines on the sinner. He shines on every person in every walk of life, in every ethnicity, in every color, in every race, in every language, in every situation of life, Light just shines. Well, that can't be true. I think it was just like some type of figure of speech that God is like light. No, he really is like light. In that when the light is turned on, it shines regardless of who you are. I've told you before about our our phantom motion detector light that's in the back of our auditorium. It's back there and and you you have to walk and it doesn't read your motion right away. So you got to kind of like take a couple steps by faith. You know what I'm saying? You're like, <laughs> yo, you know, it's like, hey, like I, here I am. It, it, you have to walk by faith a little bit. And then finally it read your motion. The reason that the light is activated is not because of who you are. The only reason that the light is activated is because of your motion. Your motion equals your faith. The only way for the light to turn on in your dark situation, in your dark season, in the dark chapter of your life, is by your faith. If you move, he moves. If you draw near, he draws near. If you begin to move towards him, he will begin to move towards you. You got a dark season, just start walking in faith. And when the light turns on, it does not evaluate how good you've done in 2018. Well, let's just check it out. Let's see how many times you were in church. Let's see if you did all four connect classes. Let's see if you're on the lead team. Let's see if you tithe. Let's see. do doesn't do that. It just shines. It, it just shines. Let me ask you a question. If God's light shines like that, I wonder if our light, is everybody, everybody all right? I know it's Christmas weekend. You, you okay? Is this too much? If, if, if God's light shines unprejudiced, it almost makes me think. You, you ever try to disqualify someone in your mind because of how they act? Like, oh, whew, God surely couldn't use them. <laughs> Could light shine on them? Because that's really the litmus test. It is not if what they've done or if they can. It is if God can shine. And if light can shine on them, then they are a candidate for the grace and the working and the mercy of God. Matthew chapter 4 verse 16, it says, The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. One of my favorite verses, it says, This weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. What comes in the morning? Joy comes in the morning. What happens in the morning? The light, the sun comes up some of you you're stepping into a new day it's about to be a new year 2019 is gonna be the best year of your life 2018 it might have been great but it's gonna pale in comparison to what God's gonna do in 2019 and it's gonna be because God's light is shining on you and is shining in you God's light is going before you. a new day has dawned many people think that to, for God to shine on them for the light of God to shine in them they've got to they've got to be perfect We even feel this in the church at times, that you have to be something or look some way or have something in order for God to use you. Let me me give you a quote by Philip Yancey. He says this, imperfection is the prerequisite for grace. Light only gets in through the cracks. It kind of flies in the face of everything that we try to do and be. i got to put on a face, bless you, brother, bless you, sister, I'm good, how are you, I'm great, what do you drive, where do you live, how do you... And in all of that, it shows no darkness. But darkness was the pole of the earth that moved God to send light. The reason that he sends light is because he identified darkness. The Bible says, for all of sin to fall short of the glory of God, which means all of us have darkness in us. So God sends light to dark places. And if you don't have any cracks, and if you don't have any imperfections, you don't need his light. But when we begin to be honest with God, and we drop our facades, and we drop our masks, and we're just real with him, and our cracks show, and the darkness shows, and the dark decisions, and the dark days, and the dark seasons show, it is as a magnet to the light of God that begins to shine in and through us. A beam of God's countenance is enough to fill the heart of a believer to overflowing. It is enough to light up the pale cheek of a dying saint with brightness and make the heart of the lone widow sing for joy. Just a little bit of light. Just a little bit of light. John chapter 8 verse 12, it says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You know what's interesting? In one of the gospel accounts, we read about the shepherds, the poorest of the poor. Shepherds in that day, it was like about seventeen bad jobs, and then there was shepherd. That was like it. Like you couldn't get a job anywhere. It's like I'll be a shepherd. That's that was it. You were poor. Most of the times you didn't have a house. You would go with the sheep. You You were a nomad. And for some reason, God saw fit to send an angel to shepherds. He sent an angel to shepherds. While at the same time, there was a star that was lifted above the stable, the manger where Jesus was born. And wise men who were affluent, who were intellectual, who were influential, followed a star. You know what this tells me? God will speak to you the way that you need to be spoken to. He loves you so much that he'll give you a sign to lead you to his light because he knew the shepherds would be moved by an angel and he knew the wise men would be moved by a star, but the angel and the star always led them to the same thing, to the light of the world and his name is Jesus. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Wonderful Counselor. He is the Mighty God. He is God by me and with me. God by my side, God in my struggle, God in my neighborhood, God in my situation. He is God Almighty, and He's God with me. That's Jesus, the light of the world. Your life dark, your marriage dark, your family's dark, your finances dark. What's dark? It's a magnet to the light of God. How do I get this light to shine? Motion. Motion. Uh, it'd be nice if I had some light. Sit in your darkness and pat about it and post it on Facebook. I had to get one more in there. Or move. Just maybe this is, looks like this today. Maybe it just looks like this today. Maybe, maybe it just a little bit of just a little step, maybe it's just your heart opening just a little bit, maybe it's just a little bit of worship, maybe it's just a little bit of praise maybe it's just in your mind deciding yep it's time to make that change, To make the, maybe it's just a decision right now It says 2019 is going to be different than 2018, there's a new dawn rising, there's a new day coming, Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 it says arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Psalm 27.1, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? The the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We're going to close in just a second. Do you know in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning of creation, it says on the first day, God created light. And there was day and there was night, right? Second day, he created. Third day, he created. Do you know what he created on the fourth day? The sun. Hold on. First day created light, fourth day created sun. Sun is the, so there had to be a light. Let's go all the way back to John chapter one. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was, who's the word? Who's Jesus? The light, when the sun wasn't even created yet, Jesus himself was the light of the world so no matter how dark no matter how confusing no matter how consuming I can't even see the sun he will be your sun I can't even see light he will be your light the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I be afraid the Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid he is the light of the world. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us at church1132.com.